Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. On a serious note, Gardaí in Dublin have dealt with six stabbing incidents over a 24-hour period last week as officers deal with an influx of violent crime. You might have seen, by the way, some of the carry-on over the weekend of people on bikes being chased by the guards all over the city during the week and this is all obviously in relation to something that happened last week and officers particularly those based in the north inner city are increasing their visibility in certain areas which have seen clusters of antisocial behaviour and of course uh, earlier last week a 16 year old was stabbed to death in an assault in East Wall following his death guard he dealt with six separate stabbing incidents none of them are believed to be related by the way and on Thursday a doctor was stabbed in the neck during an attempt robbery of his e-scooter near Saville Place uh, and that is uh, a little over one kilometre away from where the 16-year-old was stabbed. In another separate incident on Talbot Street on the same day a man uh, suffered uh, slash wounds uh, after he was stabbed and a man in his 40s. Uh, of the four other stabbing incidents Gardy responded to three were as a result of disputes. It's understood the other incident was dealt with under the Mental Health Act and the incidents occurred at various locations across the city. So what is the solution to this problem. It seems to be a rising problem. In many cases, juvenile offenders are opting to carry screwdrivers and other tools which they can explain to Gardy more easily if they are stopped, uh, you know, rather than having a knife on them. But joining me to discuss this a little bit more and what we might be or could be able to do with this is Sinn Féin Councillor Dahi Doolan. Good afternoon to you, Dahi. Good afternoon. It's good to be back. I want to wish you and your listeners uh, a good day and I hope you're looking after themselves and staying safe and staying connected with each other. Well, and hopefully it'll be a better year than last year. Yeah, but anything, anything will be better than last Absolutely. year, to be honest with you, Dahi. Anyway, it's good to be on your show again. It's good to be a good it can, only, it can only get better. Uh, Dahi, I mean, look, we've had over the last two weeks, and obviously we can't name any names because somebody's been charged, obviously, on Saturday, but we've had over the last two weeks, you know, quite a lot of incidents involving knives. And not just over the last two weeks, over the last few years. The law is very sketchy when it comes to knives. It's basically up to a guard's discretion because people have genuine reasons to carry a knife, be they in construction or hunting or whatever it is. So what's, what is the solution? Well, first of all, I think we need to, I suppose, respond to, to the incidents in the last few weeks. Whatever about the last few years, the last few weeks has definitely been a spiral. I mean, when you read out the list there, it's shocking for any city, particularly in Dublin, Dublin's north in the city, to have a list like that. In a 24-hour um, period, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I want to say from the other, I know one of the victims, so it, it's quite personal in some respects. Um, a mother and I know her well and I know her family so sympathies to her and everybody to a heartbreaking time so this isn't just an academic intellectual debate this is a real life and death situation Do, do me a favour too obviously for obvious reasons Dahi, and, and I find it as ridiculous as you do but we can't actually mention any victims' names at Absolutely. all Absolutely right. right okay, okay. well my apologies no no that, that, that's, no, a, that's no. okay I know, by the way I, I know the High Court have been discussing this and Omi Hall Martin mentioned it as well this idea that we cannot mention people's names who've already been mentioned we all know the chap's name 100% we all, and let's pick Pictures all over every single paper, uh, but uh, and it is daft that we can't, uh, particularly like. Well, let's respect it, and, yeah, and we, yeah. we can move on. Yeah. I mean, our, our local councillor there, Janice Boylan, has actually tabled was being forced to table an emergency motion for tonight's city council meeting in an attempt to ensure that the Lord Mayor takes initiative, contacts the Minister for Justice, and 
the Garda Commissioner Drew, uh, Drew Harris to make sure all the resources are brought to bear on knife crime in the north in the city mm-hmm. and to make sure all stakeholders, youth services, TUSLA, everybody's on the table to roll up their sleeves or focus on tackling the causes and the consequences. It's not enough arms in the air and wishes will go away. You and I know wishes will go away. There's no panacea, no, no magic wand. It no. will not disappear without hard work with a coordinated strategic engagement like other cities. Well, well, see, the, the, well the whole idea is that, you know, if somebody is under or feels under threat from somebody who has already attacked them with a knife, they're going to carry a knife. And this is what it all comes down to. It comes down to other people wanting to protect themselves against somebody else who might be after them with a knife. Well, so we, there's, we, a, there's a whole there's background no to everything. Let, let's be honest here, and let's send out a clear message here that's worth stating. There's no protection in carrying a knife. No. No young person protects themselves by carrying a knife. I've had to have this difficult conversation with my children, young teenagers, and say, if you see trouble, walk to the other side of the road, go to somebody's front door, ring us. We, and other parents, I would appeal to parents, please make sure you have this conversation with your children. It might save their life. Find out where they are, who are they with, when are they coming home, and also, if they see trouble, if they feel threatened anywhere in this city, walk away, cross the road, ring 999, ring your parents, or go to somebody's front door. You're right, because there's no happy ending to have in life. No. Because either you get stabbed you or you stab somebody else. Yes. You and I know young people are driven by adrenaline uh, and they, t- they might want to jump in to save somebody, to protect somebody, to defend themselves. But we know as older and wiser people, that often will end up in tears or worse still, in it, standing at a grave side. Nobody wants that. So I would appeal to parents, we all have a role in this. It can't just be the guards or the youth services or TUSLA. They have a crucial role, but also parents need to have those conversations now, tonight, particularly with lockdown. And I can't help but have this feeling in the pit of my stomach. This is linked to the COVID as well, the lockdown. When young people go out, the frustration, they want the to boredom. celebrate, yep, yep. they want to do stuff. And we need to Absolutely. We're on your side. We're here that. But please, whatever you do, do something positive. And if these conversations had happened in the past, maybe it would have saved some people from destroying their life or somebody else's. But I think now Dublin isn't unique, unfortunately. We look at London. We look at Glasgow. And in Glasgow, there's a, there's a very good community-based model for engaging with young people and trying to break up the gangs. Um, and we need to look at those models. We don't have to suffer in silence or on our own. And what we're hoping with, to achieve with this motion tonight at City Council is to convene that extraordinary meeting mm-hmm. of the stakeholders and look at models of best practice, see what we can learn from them, apply them in Dublin, resource them, support them, and let us be proud of our Dublin model. What about, what about the amnesty? They, I know Britain had the same problem yes. going yeah, back a while yeah. ago. And they had an amnesty whereby you brought forward and dumped your knife into the local Garda station in the box. Now, I, I don't know if that made, made any difference at all. And, and the Garda have said, they explained that once one person produces a knife during a dispute, the other side isn't going to leave their home without one or without mm-hmm. some sort of protection. So it is, you know, it's kind of a tit for tat situation. People feel the need for protection. And you're right, there is no protection in carrying a knife no. because if a young person goes out with a knife and they are attacked and they produce the knife, most likely the attacker will take the knife off and use it against them or, again, or they, something like they that will happen. They, they, they get attacked, they produce yeah. it, they, somebody else has a knife, they use it. Yeah. And, and, and let, let's, let's make sure, no child is born to use a knife. No, no. child is born to say, I'm going to get a knife and I'm going to stab my best friend. Or stab. No child sets out for that and no parent wants that for their children. So it's about us breaking that cycle. I was aware of that 
uh, amnesty in London. I think it had limited effect, to be honest. We can't put all our eggs in one basket and expect that an amnesty on knives will cure the problem. It's one of a multifaceted approach. And also many of these um, uh, 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 initiatives, now you, you'll agree, there's only a certain lifespan for them, a certain course, shelf yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll wear off. What we need to, to say to you is, yes, have a, a, an amnesty, but also engage with young people, give them positive direction, positive leadership, have those difficult conversations, and parents have a crucial role in, the, in with their children's lives. They don't control all aspects of their life but it certainly can have a positive role Okay, and, and what about the fine at the moment up to a thousand euro or one, or one to five years in prison unlikely you're going to go to jail by the way but a thousand euro fine for you know carrying an offensive weapon the Offensive Weapons Act but the Offensive Weapons Act comes with caveats of course there for a guard yeah, yeah. to use I suppose their own discretion so if it's somebody going hunting if it's a worker in construction who has a particular Stanley knife or whatever it is so these should we instruct the guardian now to take this A the laws more seriously when it comes to using their their own judgment and also what about increasing the fine and increasing the jail time I think we, we if we're simply going to approach with a punitive approach we'll just end up criminalising a lot more young people and young people who will have made a bad judgement call will end up in Mount Joy with a record that forces them further into criminality and into the arms of criminals um, the Gardaí have a crucial role a central role in this but that we cannot dump all the responsibility for society's problems on the arms or the shoulders of the Gardaí and they will be the first to say that I mean we've had to, to here where I represent in Bally Farm and Drimna we've had to deal with some gang stuff in the areas and some violence. So if you're probably aware of, you probably work over some of the stuff with the gangs around mm-hmm. Valley Farmers and Cherry Orchard. And we managed to have some impact on some of the behaviour there. Not because we said to the Gardaí, go in and arrest them. But we said to the Gardaí, we'll work with you. The youth services will work with you. And the city council will work with you. And politicians will work with you in tackling this head on. Because we all bring a bit of the solution to the table. Simply increasing fines, increasing uh, the prison population is not the solution. Other states have tried it, other governments mm-hmm. have tried it, and unfortunately they failed because there's not there is no one action in the toolbox I mean and this, this is not the first time and somebody just reminded me here by the way somebody says hi now the, the mantra of Stab City has passed from Limerick uh, to Dublin but will the media label Dublin Stab City like they did Limerick and of course that was a label that was put on Limerick many years ago they had a problem and can you remember I don't know Dahi if you were involved in politics at the time I'm trying to remember that would have been around oh, when was that 2001 probably in around that time I mean how did they deal with that at the time when they had a lot of knife crime in Limerick. What did it? What did, and, and the knife crime it does not make isolation. I'm sure you, you, no, you'll know your listeners. It, 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 it is a reflection of a deeper malaise. What they did in Limerick was they simply went. They, they went in. They had a task force. They gave the, the Gardaí extra powers there. They offered a regeneration program. You remember Brendan Kenny went down there and assisted some of the regeneration programs to socio-economic regenerations. They, they, the Gardaí were allowed to go in and root out uh, those people involved in serious criminality because the young people with knives are as, as deadly and as painful as it might be. They're only relatively small fish in a bigger pond, so to speak. And I use that word advisedly, but mm. you know what I mean. Yeah. There's, bigger, there's bigger criminals at play that also need to be taken out. And they do need to face prison. I have no problem saying that. The people who head up criminal gangs need to face prison. They need cab on their back. We need localised cab to tackle that. But then the local, and then when you take those, those, those that very bad, negative influence out of communities, then you allow younger people to grow, develop and do things that young people should be doing. Play sport, celebrate, embrace and enjoy life. Because it needs to be a multi-level approach. That did happen in Limerick. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I, 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 do, I do remember the time I remember talking to somebody who had set up this organisation for kids who wanted to fix cars, mechanics, or, yes, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. You probably yeah. saw those documentaries that yeah. were on television yeah. around people who were given a, a special racetrack. I was down there. I visited some of the projects. I visited some of the drug rehabilitation projects, some of the community development projects. And again, there was no one size fits all. But what we can do is look to Limerick, look to Liverpool, look to Glasgow, see what works in, in Dublin and apply it in earnest. We cannot wait to allow more people get no, injured or not. young people go to prison. We, well, we, we certainly can't, we can't have another 24 hours that. like that. No, we can't have we another can't avoid it yeah. if we work together. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Thank Shin you very much for highlighting this important issue now. All right, thanks very much. Bye-bye. All right, see there you go there. Uh, Sinn Féin Doolan. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.